Welcome to the People, Purpose, and Profits Business Coaching Podcast with Brian Buck and Kat Park. Welcome to Episode 2 of the People, Purpose, Profits Business Coaching Podcast. I'm Brian Buck, and you are? Coach Kat. All right. And today's episode, we are going to be talking about assumptions. Kat, what made you want to talk about assumptions? Uh, one of the reasons actually is because I think it's hurting a lot of people. And you and I discussed and you pretty much summed up everything I was talking about. So I want to allow you the chance to introduce it. And then we're going to talk about some assumptions that are really, really hurting entrepreneurs today. Okay, great. Yeah, one of the things we're talking about is the, the number one assumption is that people can do it themselves. And solopreneur, even being a business owner, uh, is hard work and alone work. I remember a, it was on LinkedIn a few months ago, but someone was creating a network uh, for other leaders saying it really is lonely at the top because you have different conversations. And when you're an entrepreneur, there's so many things to learn. There's so many things to support yourself that um, if, if you think you can do it alone, that assumption is going to delay you ever making money. It's going to probably when the going gets tough and you have no support because not everyone's spouses or family are like, yay, stick through it, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I think uh, assumptions really get in the way of the progress that could be made. What are some of the assumptions that you've seen that are problematic? Well, <clears throat> one of them is that it's easy to be your own boss. Mm -hmm. Now, I find that that's one of the hardest things that people, especially when they start their own business, deal with. Because especially if you don't have the discipline of waking up and setting up boundaries and being organized, everything else is going to come into that. Because when you're working for someone else, they dictate your schedule. They, you know, tell you how much you're getting paid. They, they, they're in charge of all of that. And all you have to do is basically show up and do your work. But when you're your own boss, you have to actually be in charge of that. And a lot of people underestimate, you know, the, the dedication and the discipline it takes to, to be your own boss. Let me add to that too is, what I found coming from the corporate world, um, it's a very different energy. You know, you may think, I get up on time, I'm focused, I get all these things done, I can do this, I do it there, I can do it here, and then, oh, I can sleep in, or I can decide to do these things. It's amazing when you are in charge completely how many distractions actually right, exist right. that you never Because you have it. options that you didn't have before. You knew yep. that, you know, there were there are gonna be some of repercussions to to your actions mm -hmm. if you didn't show up for your work. But in your job, it's like, well, you know, I'll just get that done tomorrow or I'll do it later, and that never happens. Yeah. You also make me think um, most people in a corporate job, you know, you might be responsible for a department or a team, but you aren't 
often unless you come from a VP, even even then you're kind of overseeing and not actively doing it. You're not doing customer service, marketing, product development, R&D, you know, all of these things that you might have rock and rolled in one area, but now you're responsible for four or five. And exactly. that is very different. They even have if to, you, yeah. Yeah. Even you have if to wear a lot of hats. Right. So yeah, being your own boss is not easy, <laughs> but it's worth it. Oh, definitely. I think that's probably one of the best things people can do for themselves to realize their, their worth and what they're truly capable of. Because once you start getting into that routine and you, you start, you know, using the discipline, the, there's no limits for how much you can accomplish. Yeah. And I would also add, um, just to really recognize the growth that happens, that has to happen. I think with that assumption as we think, oh, we're ready. And then we go, oh my gosh, because I always talk about the growth zone is the slow zone. When you're used to crushing it and all of a sudden you're like barely squishing things, <laughs> it's so different and you're like, I should be. And, and you, you, you beat yourself up unnecessarily because you're learning all of these new things. You're growing to have the capacity to be able to do all these other things or, or higher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things I want to talk about with assumptions um, is I, I talk and coach a lot about the difference between experts and masters. Experts are people who, you know, they're really efficient. They get a lot of things done, but a problem with experts is they quit learning. They achieve what they know, and then they're just executing on what they know. And a master is always learning and is always curious. And assumptions often happen when we're in expert mode. I know this, I'm just going to do, because I'm making the assumption that I'm doing things right. And what I have found is experts often look at things in the gestalt mode. They see patterns and not the details. And sometimes that's all you need. I don't want to say we need to go deep in the details, but we also need to be masters in our business on knowing what the details are or knowing how to do those. Because if not, we could be making incorrect assumptions, especially when you're talking about your customers. You know, mm -hmm. how often are we making an assumption on what customers know versus talking to them? Right. It's that's that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> Your job Especially, is much easier if you're talking to customers than making crap up. Right. And even when, when creating like the, the sales part of the process as an, you know, entrepreneur, when you have to do the marketing, you have to know your customers. You can't just assume. And I've noticed that, and I've done that actually myself too, is where I just use my own pain and I thought that's it. That you know, I'm understanding my my ideal client is me and my pain. But then you know, you go out there and you notice, okay, there there are common patterns and that's mm -hmm. super powerful. But you also have to address the individual. So working yourself and becoming that master and actually listening, it's a huge, huge component of being a master. Yeah, 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 and recognizing it's you're always growing. Oh yeah, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. It's all about who you become. Yep. 
Yep. What's the next assumption that you had? Um, one of the, the biggest assumptions that entrepreneurs have is that others are extremely blessed and you were dealt the wrong hand, mm. basically saying, oh, they have the money, they have the looks, they have, they know the people, they were, you know, raised with a silver spoon or, you know, whatever excuses, mm. just to keep yourself playing small to justify why those people are actually having success and you're not. Wow. You just made me finish the rest of the sentence that I like to coach. I always say, never disqualify yourself because that's what people do is they take themselves out of there. But now we can say, don't disqualify yourself based off of an assumption. Yep. I love that. Because you're right is we think they're doing awesome, but we don't realize that that's just, the facade of social media. They don't see the same struggles that everyone else is dealing with. Or even if they are doing amazing, they had the same struggles. And right. And that that was the next, you know, the next assumption is, mm. you know, judging based on what you see on social media. Mm. Do your due diligence and understand that some people literally just buy things or rent things to to make you believe that oh they have this lifestyle so you can go buy their product. And you know, it's it's really important to not allow that, not allow, allow what others have to create envy and jealousy and cause you to, to end up on the sidelines. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say we're not going to do any podcast promotions in front of Bentleys. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe once we, once we get there. But even then, <laughs> um, yeah, that was funny. Um, yeah, I think that is absolutely true that that people can do that. Have you ever heard of William King Hollis? He's like a motivational speaker. He does like one of these um, fearless motivation. Anyways, one of the things I love that he talks about is how often we spend time going through social media, looking at other people's lives instead of our own lives. I like that's so powerful. And I think yeah. so many people, they get this false sense of connection, but what they're getting just a false sense of, fear of missing out or this isn't me and, and disqualifying themselves. If you see the, the, the way I look at it, you can use it to um, quit the game or to, to, you know, kind of make you fearful or mm -hmm. you can use it as inspiration. Yeah. The meaning you give something is the most important aspect that you know i i notice a lot of people and, and you know this is what my my work as a as a mindset coach is so you know fun is because i get to explore mm. what people do and why they do it yeah. and then when you understand why they do it then you know teach them help them transform it so they can use it to their advantage because i don't think all is bad i mean yeah. you know for me it's how i started i i was like really in love with looking at mansions i really loved like you know i was an interior designer a while back almost mm -hmm. two decades ago and yeah. um, i just really really you know love the the whole interior design and the beauty that comes with the aesthetics of mansions mm. now i could use that to say poor me or i can use it to say okay this is really what i strive for yep yeah right? yeah it becomes a vision board thing and you exactly I was, I was even thinking about 
just the whole concept with social media is I put on my reverse engineer hat. If I see someone that looks like they're doing great, I'm like, what's this person's messaging to resonate with people? Because you and I talked about in our first episode is the people part is so important. We have a heart to serve. And if you find people are using language that resonates with people, you want to be able to do that so we can help see what the things are. So it's similar. I like what you say is, okay, how, what's the, what's the five-year plan on the mansion? <laughs> Working on them. <laughs> right. Exactly. You'll get there. The man, you know, it's like, I don't have a mansion yet. I love yet. You'll hear not me. Not yet. yet. Right. Not yet. If you use the word not yet or just say yet, then you're, you're, you're changing the whole meaning of it. Absolutely. You got one more? Assumption? Yes. Um, actually, the, this is huge. And I, I want people to really pay close attention to this. You cannot, based on your assumptions, dictate or predict what you're capable of based on your past results. Mm -hmm. Especially for people that have been brought up in, you know, hard like environments or have been, you know, have experienced some, some type of trauma and haven't really been able to get out of it. That does not mean that you can't. Or maybe you've had a business and it failed or whatever your situation may be. Don't judge where you've been to where you can go. And I'll say the reverse too, just because you've been successful in the past, you can't make the assumption uh, that you will. Uh, one of the first businesses I did when I was in college, I was a branch manager um, selling some kitchen products and I crushed it the first summer. And then they asked me to change my territories because um, someone was getting married and their new wife was there. So I said, sure, but I didn't put as much prep into the next summer. And I did like a quarter of the business because I went in there thinking I can ride the momentum that I had, but what I did is I didn't put in the effort and the energy that I had the first time. And I see that in small to medium-sized businesses where, um, especially when people get into leadership, is they might have been really awesome doing what they were doing. And then oftentimes people promote the high performers, but they don't have leadership training. And so these leaders just start making advice based off of when they used to do the work. But if you've been a leader for five to 10 years, you're no longer talking about current reality. You're giving advice based off of five to 10 years ago. You're no longer an expert. And so I think um, sometimes even past success creates assumptions that get dangerous for us. We kind of lose that hunger and that connection and that right. learning piece. And I love that. I love that perspective. I actually didn't really think about it. I think in the back of my mind, I, you know, it kind of makes sense, but I was like, I really didn't verbalize it. So I want to thank you for actually bringing that up. And I invite people to, to take a look at it, you know, is, are you using your assumptions either in a positive or negative way to, are they hurting your results right now in your business? Absolutely. So my assumption is everyone enjoyed this episode and you'll be back for episode three uh, next week. So 
let's go ahead and wrap this up. Go ahead and join our Facebook group. If you look up People, Purpose, Profits, Business Coaching on Facebook, we have a community of other listeners. You can be able to interact with Kat and I. Also, YouTube, uh, same name. You could watch us on video, or if you don't like to look at our faces, you can do the <laughs> podcast and, and listen to us that way and, and subscribe, whichever podcatcher of choice. So thank you for your listening. We want to hear from you so we can make this show be the most impactful uh, 20, 30 minutes of your day, of your week, actually. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you soon.